to Eat, Drink, Social. My name is Courtney Sandora, and throughout this podcast series, you'll be hearing from myself and the Go Social team. Go Social is a PR and social media marketing firm with offices in Denver, Colorado, and Louisville, Kentucky. We'll be discussing social media trends and influencer best practices in the food and beverage landscape. If you have any questions and want to reach out, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Go Social, or you can visit our website at goforthbesocial.com. So today we are really excited to be joined by Juliana McIntosh, who runs Join Jewels, the cocktail site. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, and, and we just love your content, and we're here to talk a little bit uh, about how it got started and, and get some of your tips uh, for social. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. Um, anything in the cocktail world is always so much fun. Everyone loves a good cocktail. So um, I'm so stoked to be talking to you about my passion, Join Jewels. Yeah. So I guess let's just start at the beginning. I mean, how did you get started in cocktails? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a very good question. It's a little long and it's a little complicated. And forewarning, I am Italian and I can talk <laughs> all day long. Um, but to get into it, so Join Jewels really was started um, on the idea that, you know, you can use fresh flavors. It doesn't have to be complicated um, and you can make a great tasting cocktail you know, in the comfort of your home. Um, it really did start, uh, with COVID. Um, you know, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with life. And I had always been interested in cocktails. My uncle actually, you know, did a couple one-on-one classes with me because he was in the bartending world because his dad was a bartender for the longest time. So he had all this knowledge. So he really, you know, gave me my introduction to craft cocktails and how easy it is using four simple ingredients, but using the right measurements, um, how that combination of flavor um, can make a great tasting cocktail and you can do it at home. I think that was so shocking to me when I first started how to make cocktails. And so, you know, COVID hit and my sister luckily happens to be a professional photographer here in San Diego. And she had no work at the time. I had no idea what I was going to do. So I had no work at the time. And, um, you know, I would go over to my sister's house to make her cocktails. And she, you know, one day we had the idea, Hey, why don't you make these look really pretty? Cause they already look gorgeous already. Um, let me take their photos and then you can post them on social media and we can just have fun with it. So kind of a COVID hobby. Um, and you know, we started with professional photography and, it kind of spiraled into these recipe videos, but you know, where Join Jewels is now to where it started, the one thing that has stayed constant is the importance of using, you know, what's fresh and in season and understanding seasonality. Um, because even more of a backstory, see, I can go all day. Um, <laughs> my mom actually uh, has a cooking show on PBS called Bringing It Home. And she's been doing that since I was a little kid. And we're from Northern California. And the whole show is based on understanding where your food comes from, 
meeting with the farmer, knowing, you know, how they're growing, why they're growing, what they're growing. And then we bring a chef on. And so that was, that was instilled in me in, you know, since I can remember, um, my family's been farming in Northern California for over 150 years. So that helped as well. Um, so it was all these little things based in, you know, I had the luxury of living in Northern California and knowing where my food was coming from and when things are supposed to be in season. And so I saw that in the cocktail world, world, you know, there was, I feel like there was a little disconnect in using fresh ingredients and understanding that if you use, you know, a fresh peach at the peak of its freshness, that's going to taste way better than, you know, strawberries will, if you're trying to use it in the fall, it's just, it's understanding that if you find something at the peak of its freshness, it's just going to change the whole dynamic of your drink. And for me, it's so important. And once people get that and they taste it, that for me, it's like, okay, my job's done. So that's kind of how Join Jewels has started. And that really is what it's based on. And also bringing people together to not be scared of making a drink. I think that was a hard thing as well, because, you know, cocktails can be different when you look at it, it can be hard, you know, people can be scared. Um, and so I wanted to break that barrier as well. So that's my long introduction yeah. of Join Jules. <laughs> no, that's great. And I, I'm trying to remember if it was from Drizzly, but some organization put out a, a study where they surveyed people and said, are you going to continue making cocktails at home even after the world mm -hmm. totally reopens? Um, and people said they were, that it was a, a hobby that they picked up during COVID and that they were going to continue that. So, yeah. And you know, it's funny too. It's once you, I mean, granted we all were stuck at home, but once you start to realize, oh, wow, I'm saving a lot of money, but I'm also, you know, making these fun, you know, it's not just, oh, I want to drink. I have to make, you know, something really quick and easy. It's like, oh, wait, I can make this an experience and I can make this really fun. And also it saves my wallet. So, you know, all these things are great. Right. Totally. Yeah. So, so you mentioned seasonality, um, but where else do you get ideas for recipes? You know, I, I would say again, the seasonality thing is, is huge, right? Um, especially when the holidays come around, it's game over for me, the, everything just, it starts to blow up in my head and I get so excited. Um, but I also think too, and I, I know we'll get into this, but I also think a lot of the influences that I have in the cocktails that I'm making have to do with trends and what people want to see online. I feel like that has really, you know, helped create this, you know, social calendar, if you will, of cocktails, um, just because it's interesting, you can reach such a wide number of people, and you get to see what people are interested in. And so it's a combination of, you know, seeing what's trending, seeing what people like the most on my page, but also what I want to make. And then last thing to that is, and I think everyone can, you know, relate to this, it's what I have in the kitchen. You know, sometimes I just want to, you know, have a cocktail and I want to, you know, share it with everyone. I don't want to go to the store. So a lot of times it's also influenced by what I have lying around or what I can make or what simple, simple syrup I can put together. So that has a huge influence uh, on what I'm doing as well. Very cool. So I love part of your account. I love is seeing all the different glassware and barware that you use. And I did go on your site and I noticed you had an Amazon store linked to Amazon. So tell me a little bit about like, where do you buy your glassware and, and how did the Amazon store come about? 
Yeah, no. So glassware is bigger than I would have thought it would be in a good way. I mean, I love glassware and I think a lot of people can relate to having fancy glassware. I love, you know, throwing my champagne in a coupe glass compared to a champagne flute. I mean, there's little things like that, that I think can just elevate uh, your drinking experience. And so um, a lot of times, honestly, it's thrifted all, you know, I wouldn't say all of my glassware, but a good majority, you know, I just have thrifted, you know, my mom was going to throw away or my grandmother was going to throw this away. You know, I go to Goodwill or I'll go to, you know, some random thrift stores around me locally. And I just have a field day. And, you know, it's funny too, because when you thrift, you're looking at the store and you're looking at it on the shelf and you think it could be the most hideous piece in the world. And then you take it home and you put a cocktail in it and it's, gorgeous. So I think thrifting is a really great way to kind of, you know, you're not breaking the bank, um, but you can also have fun with it and and get some weird things and try them out. Um, But other than that, um, there are some pieces that are just easy to get on Amazon. That um, crystal shaker that I have uh, is on Amazon. And so little pieces like that. Other than that, an actually great tip that I found that I would have had no idea, not Crate and Barrel, but CB2. CB2 has such great glassware and they also have sales um, a lot throughout the year. And so I feel like I've gotten some really gorgeous glassware that was on sale for like $2. Um, So that's always a good one. And then, you know, random ones from uh, West Elm, um, sometimes some pieces from anthropology, just, you know, here and there, but I swear my favorites are always the ones that are thrifted. So do you, I mean, do you have a set of four matching glasses or are your cabinets (laughs) one off? It is, it is hilarious. If you open up my glass and I have glasses everywhere. I have them in my studio. I have them in my personal kitchen. I have them tucked away um, in any cabinet that has room. Um, I have so much glassware and I think the most amount, I think I have wine, a pair of four wine glasses. I think that's it. Um, So how did, I noticed you had a Spotify list too, a cocktail Spotify list. How did that come about? Okay. So I love so many different kinds of music. It really is. You never, I'm that person where you never know when I get the aux cord, what's going to happen. And, you know, like I was saying about Join Jewels, I want this to almost be a community. I want this to be a place where you can come, you know, where you are, you know, you're in this, you know, cocktail club, if you will. Um, And it's a whole experience. It's where to get glassware. It's how to make the cocktail. It's what ingredients to use. It's the music you play when you're drinking the cocktails. You know, I want it to be completely well-rounded. And so music is so important to me. Um, And, you know, you have everything from the Frank Sinatra classics to the, you know, the, the jazz club vibes, but then you also have you know, the French and Italian influence with my spritz season playlist. Um, So there's so many different, you know, places you can go, depending on what kind of cocktail you are having. And that's really what I wanted to accomplish with that is that anyone could come in and feel welcome and enjoy and feel what I'm feeling as well. So that was really important to me. I love that. Um, So let's, let's pretend, you know, everything's open. And, um, you know, you take a little break from making your own cocktails. What cocktail bar do you personally like to go to? You know, and that's, 
it's funny before COVID I, that was one of the things I really wanted to potentially look into was I wanted to get, you know, I'm local to San Diego. So I was, I was on the hunt for the best happy hour in San Diego. And I wanted to go and highlight all these places. I mean, COVID hit, so that didn't happen. Um, but you know, cocktails and cocktail bars are my absolute favorite places to be. I love sitting at the bar. I love, you know, I, I am essentially a mixologist at home. I'm by myself. So to go to a bar and talk to a bartender and get their ideas and just kind of explore and conversation with them is um, I value so, so much. So, you know, in San Diego, there's a bunch of different spots. There's so many new places now popping up, which is fantastic. Um, there are a couple that I like. And, you know, I know that people will either love me or hate me for this. But if you can, if you can bring me to a tiki bar, a speakeasy tiki bar, I would not leave if I had the choice. I would never leave. Those are my absolute favorite. There's so much history behind the tiki bars and, you know, there's so much influence on the cocktails. And so for me, sitting at a great tiki bar where there's lights and there's sounds and all of that, that is where I would love to go. But there's also another place here that I love to go and it's a Negroni bar. So two kind of different personalities there. It just depends on my mood, kind of like, you know, the Spotify playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I love to go and grab a good cocktail. And I'm always happy to go and find new places to do that. Very cool. So shifting a little bit more towards the social media side, um, when you first launched, what platform, what social network did you start on? Yeah. So I started on Instagram, um, mainly. And then I think I had, I mean, I had always had a Pinterest. Um, I had always had a Facebook. So I started, uh, a new account on Instagram and then just started posting recipes on there. Okay. And then, I mean, your largest following, if I'm correct, is, is TikTok, right? Yes. Yes, that is correct. And I had it, I started it relatively early, um, in the beginning of 2020. Um, but I, I kind of started it. I posted one video, it got like two views and I was like, Oh, this platform's stupid. I just want to watch people be funny on this platform. Um, and I'm not even going to waste my time. I want to focus on Instagram. So it wasn't until about fall, I would say, um, I think I did, I think I must've done like a, a coffee video with like a cold foam on top, Mr. Black's coffee liqueur. Um, and I think that was the first one that did well. And I want to say that that was around this time around August. Um, and then from there I was like, Oh, I, I should start taking this serious. Um, you know, I think on my, my first viral video, I got 10,000 followers, like in the course of three days. And so I was like, okay, all right, this is, this is legit. You know, I need to maybe prioritize this a little bit more. Um, and so, you know, it's funny, you'll go back if you want. I mean, there's so many videos on there now, but if you scroll back to the beginning, you'll just see, you know, the progression and how much things have changed and evolved. And, you know, it's cute to go back and see, you know, I'm in my, uh, previous kitchen that was a little apartment. And then, you know, you just grow and grow and grow. So um, TikTok really and truly was the platform that worked best for me. Um, and then it wasn't until I feel like Instagram opened up their reels that I started to pull those there. Um, and then Instagram started to kind of take off for me as well. So 
it's that short form video that as much as I, and I, you know, my sister and I are still partners. We still work together. We still do professional photography. I would never not do that with her, but really and truly right now, especially um, those videos are what people want to see right now. What do you use to shoot the video? So I use my phone. I use my iPhone 12 pro max, I think is what it's called, but the, the, uh, top one only, I mean, and really, and truly the reason why I got that was for the camera quality because it, you know, I'm not shooting myself more often than not. And so from what I've read, you don't need, you know, a heavy duty, you don't need to spend, you know, five grand on a camera. You can, and people do, and their stuff is beautiful. Um, but I just haven't felt the need to, to go there yet. And so are there any different techniques you use for TikTok versus the Instagram reels or is it the exact same? You know, I would think that it's very similar, but I think TikTok influences me so much. It influences the music. It influences, you know, the type of content that's being being put out there. And, you know, I feel like the way that I edit might be influenced with the trending sounds on TikTok. Um, so it's, it's always different. And I feel like on Instagram too, you know, I'm not posting if there's a trending video that I like to put myself in, maybe it's pertaining, you know, a funny, you know, comment about a cocktail thing. I don't normally post those on Instagram. And, you know, I think that that's one of the reasons why people like TikTok as much as they do is it really is a real and raw experience to where, you know, if someone judges me for something that I put out, I, I, you don't care, but you have the freedom to, you know, make your voice heard. There's no, um, let me see if I can say this right on Instagram. I feel like there's a way that people like to be perceived. And I think on TikTok, that's, that's taken away a little bit. And so I feel like there's more freedom on TikTok. Um, there's more and less judgment at the same time on TikTok, if that makes sense. But I just feel like it's, it's a fun environment to be in where Instagram, you know, again, like I said, you have to be careful what you post, you know, you, your, your Instagram stories need to look aesthetic and, and all these things, which makes it a little bit more daunting, less creative and less fun. And that's why I think I I've said this before and I'll say it again. It's like the algorithm knows with TikTok. Um, they know when you're doing this for a job, they know when you're not having fun and it just stops growing. And it's like, once you let that go and you completely do what you want to do, regardless of the comments that are out there and you just kind of, you know, get in that flow of creativity, um, it, you know, it gets reciprocated back with followings and, and a really great experience. And, you know, it's, it's so different you know, TikTok and Instagram. And I prefer TikTok over Instagram because of that. Yeah, no, that's a great insight. So do you do all your own community management responding to people and? Yeah, so I am a one man band. Uh, it is just me. Um, I do, I mean, my sister is my partner um, with photography and we work a lot with brands too on the side, you know, we'll white label, um, recipes and photography and things like that, which is so fun to work with her. Um, but when it comes to really and truly like the join jewels aspect of everything from social to brand outreach to, you know, content calendar, content creation, editing, all that stuff is, is all me. Um, and it's, it's growing, which is great, but it is a lot of work. I mean, it's my full-time job. Yeah. Yeah. Have you gotten any like crazy connections or, or comments or? 
You know, nothing crazy so far. Um, I think the only thing that was like a life goal of mine was to meet Guy Fieri. Um, that, that was, I don't know why. I just think like he is such an amazing person, you know, what he did for the food industry during COVID. It just like reassured me that he really is such a cool guy. Um, and so I, he had a tequila called, um, Santo and I made a couple of recipes for, you know, their accounts. And I went to go to their, um, press party event that they were having and I got to meet him and that for me was like okay I'm done I can die happy this is great I mean and and people will kill me for saying this too yes Sammy Hagar was there and I met Sammy Hagar and he was great don't get me wrong but for me and that's the generation thing right Uh, for me uh, it was Guy Fieri the whole way Um, he was such a nice guy that was like the peak of my career thus far (laughs) Very cool. Um, so obviously you've shot a ton of these, these short form videos. What, in your opinion, like what's your secret sauce? What makes a great short form video when you're doing cocktails? Yeah, you know, it's, it's hard. It really is hard. And I think I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, you know what I think one day I'm like, oh man, this is it. This is going to be the one that hits. It's going to get a million views. It's going to be fantastic. And it gets, you know, a couple thousand views and I'm so disappointed. I'm so bummed. So I'm still constantly learning and I'm still trying to figure out what is that secret sauce. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, it, like I said earlier, it's, it's about just keep going, keep pushing content out there that, that you like, that you would want to see that you, the cocktail you would want to drink. And I, I think once you stay and continue to stay true to yourself, because I definitely fall into you know, every now and then, oh, well, they want something easy. So I'll do, you know, a mimosa. And it's like, well, I don't like mimosas, you know, I should not be posting things. that I. So you fall into these ebbs and flows where things are going really great. And then all of a sudden you hit a down peak and, and you just, you have to write it, right. You have to be passionate and confident in what you're doing and just keep going because it's what I've learned is it just continues to go up and down. And if you, Stay as true to yourself as you can, which I struggle with all the time, even in cocktails, um, you know, it, it'll work out and, and you'll get there. So are there any, you mentioned like your earlier content, is there anything you did early on that makes you cringe now? Yes. Oh my gosh. I will go back. And I don't know why this makes me cringe so bad, but the ice that I used to use was just, you know, the chunky ice from the grocery store. And it I was so close to like, you could see that to me, I don't know what it is, but it just bugged me so much. I mean, my freezer now is just filled with ice molds. Um, and I luckily moved, um, in a place where I have a refrigerator with, you know, it's still, it's still not great ice, but it it's, it's fine. But yeah, some of the early videos where my ice was just so chunky and it just really, yeah, it's cringeworthy for me. <laughs> we do some work with GE appliances and they have a really cool nugget ice machine. I don't know. Yes. If yes. It's on my bucket list. It is expensive. And so I feel like that's my only hesitation with yeah. the ice machines. Cause they're also big, you know, it's like, I don't have a lot of counter space. Yeah. That's my only hesitation with those, but the nugget ice. Yeah. That is, that is on my uh, wish list for sure. Very cool. Um, so you, ha- I also saw you have a YouTube channel. Um, 
and and you're more obviously in front of the camera on that one. Is that more difficult for you versus like the real style? No. So it's funny, you know, I actually, I went to San Diego state and I got my film degree and thought I was going to move to LA and be in the film industry and it was going to be great. Um, you know, reality hits you and that doesn't happen. But what I did do was I got into acting my senior year of college. Um, I took a bunch of classes. I absolutely loved it. And you know, it helped, right? My mom had a cooking show. And so she was always in front of the camera. So I always have wanted to be in front of the camera um, in some way. So I feel like my YouTube really is a fun way for me to do that. I don't do it so much. Because to be completely honest with you, to have the outfits, to put your makeup on, to do your hair, for me, I'm like, this is just way easier to just prop my phone up in my kitchen and make, you know, a cocktail video. Um, But we have been, um, you know, my mom and I do a live for her channel and mine. I do an old versus new segment with my uncle. um, And then I try to go in and do some, you know, just fun videos, uh, tutorials, you know, three tequila drinks, you know, that are easy to make, things like that. So definitely trying to step into the YouTube world a lot more, but it's difficult. It's difficult to kind of, you know, start from scratch and, and grow an audience. And, you know, I'm starting to do again, you know, it's crazy how all these things kind of come together. They have YouTube shorts now. And so I'm starting to pull my content, um, that are on the reels and, uh, the TikTok and pull that into the YouTube shorts. And so kind of have this whole thing, um, come together, but I actually don't mind being in front of the camera. I think it's a lot of fun. Very cool. So you mentioned, you work with brands? Um, any, you know, first of all, do you have any tips in terms of like, here's how you like to work with brands here was like a good experience. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I know it's, it's a hard question, right? It's, it's a hard question. And, you know, brands, I feel like we're in this world where there's so many influencers and there's so many people doing the same thing, but I feel like in the cocktail industry, the food and bed industry, it is a lot different. Um, you know, it, it also depends on your following number, but it also depends on who you're reaching out to. You know, I, I have a template of, you know, here's, I'm going to reach out to five brands, uh, a week or a day. I used to do five brands a day starting, um, and it was a grind to just email, 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 follow up, follow up. Um, but you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to price yourself out. Um, it's hard to put together a media kit and, and figure out what you want it to say and all these things. But I think my best form of advice is to continue to reach out to brands, um, and, and have that email where you have your media kit attached and follow up all day long, you know, every two weeks, you know, once a month. Um, and I, I feel like I've had the most success as well. And this is a, a fun key point that I've, I've told a couple of my friends and they're like, Oh, wow. I, you know, I haven't done that. Um, I will Instagram message, you know, a lot of times when you reach out to brands, it gets stuck in their junk. If they don't have your email or spam or whatever it may be. Um, a lot of times they're checking their messages on social media. So I've reached out to a bunch of brands and said, you know, Hey, would love to collaborate with you. Um, 
here's my email. Would love to get the best email to connect. Um, and I've gotten great responses from that, even if it's their info at the company.com. Um, at least your, your foot's in the door. Um, and, and then from there, what happens is they can see your following. They can see your content. Will it fit with their content? And I feel like social media, it, it almost was looked down upon to reach out via social media. And I think that that has changed a lot. Um, and so, you know, I, I have, I've dealt with some amazing, amazing brands. Um, and I've had to turn down some big brands because they just didn't align with what I was doing. And having this be a full-time job, it's, it's tough. And it's tough out there when brands tell you, you know, you're too expensive this is what you should be at. And it's, you know, you have to value yourself first and know what your work is worth. Um, and that can be hard when nobody has a map, right? Nobody knows what those are. And so again, trial and error. I, I, and I think too, what helped me is for pricing. So I feel like this is a huge question for a lot of creators. Um, how do you price? Well, what I did was, is I, I did put pricing out of what I thought it was valued at. And I saw how many people reached back and I saw how many people were interested in that number. Um, if I got a good response from that number, great. That's awesome. If I didn't, okay, maybe I'm too high. But then if I got too many people saying, oh, fantastic, let's do this, this, this. I'm like, wait, did I undervalue myself? Am I, am, am I not, should I you know, be charging a little bit more? So it really is a game to play with yourself of, you know, you can look online and you can see what other people are charging and you can see those graphs that these companies make online. And to be quite honest with you, it depends on what you're doing and everything's custom. So, you know, just, just, just feel it out, I think is, is the best thing. So all the brands that are currently on your platforms, are those all sponsored people that you have relationships with, or do you ever just pick a brand? Yeah. So, um, I do sometimes pick a brand. A lot of times, if you see the professional photography, that is, you know, a big brand collaboration. Um, but sometimes, yeah, I will just, you know, there's sometimes where I just throw in brands where I'm like, wait, this is really good. Um, but then I also collaborated with a company called Curiata and, you know, they don't pay me. I just get, you know, I think just a small percentage of sales, but it's a really cool company. And, you know, they're really focused on, they're like the Drizzly, but for craft spirits of small batch spirits. And so, you know, it was a mutual, you know, excitement to work together because I want people to know which chili liqueur to buy that you can't find at your local grocery store or liquor store. You know, I want people to be introduced to really cool liqueurs. Cause once you get, you know, once you get the, margaritas out of the way and you kind of really want to start getting into craft cocktails um investing in these liqueurs and and you know really nice bottles um it gets fun it gets a little addicting um but it's really fun and so i feel like the collaboration that i have with them it's organic i'm promoting brands that aren't paying me um it's just more so no i've tried them it was sent to me i've tried them i like them i want to share this um, so it, it really is a mix of both, but like I said earlier, um, I choose what goes on my feed, right? I choose who I get to work with. And unfortunately I've had to turn some down. Um, but, but that's, 
that's what is right. And that's what is right. And, you know, I wouldn't put something out that I wouldn't drink. And trust me, there's a lot that I wouldn't drink. Um, and so that's, that's my biggest thing is just making sure that the brands that I put out, um, number one, are nice to work with, because there can be people out there that are not fun to work with at all. And for me, I, I just, I don't have the time to waste my time or their time on something that isn't going to be organic. So, um, I think it's definitely, you know, based on the relationship that I have with the brand and then how I like the product. Yeah. And I have to say, I love your Empress gin. I don't know if that's a sponsored one or not, but (laughs) no, they are fantastic. They are. And, you know, they work with a lot of different people and I have to, you know, I have to pat their back that they did a really great job with their social media and, and the work that they've done, but their gin, I think it's number one, brilliant, brilliant to infuse with that butterfly pea flower. They killed it, but also it's a great product. And, you know, even if you have experts out there who say, no, it's not great. I think it's great. And again, drink what you like. And number two, the company is fantastic to work with. And so those two things really and truly um, are so important to me. They're Canadian, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I like, I haven't done it yet, but I want to pitch them, you know, cause that's the other thing I'm starting to get into is travel. Once everything opens up um, is I would love to pitch them a story to go out with my sister, professional photography, you know, me doing some videos and doing stuff like that and start covering, you know, the bottles that I'm posting on my social. So that's something that is like on my dream board um, for next year. Well, that's funny. You said that because my, my final question for you was what's next? What should we keep our eye out? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of things happening. I feel like, you know, there's some people out there doing what I'm doing that just, you know, I went to film school, right? I didn't go to business school. I, I don't, I'm just learning everything as I go. So there's a lot of people who are ahead of me in certain things. And so I have what I want to do in, in the next year and the next two years. And, you know, glassware um, is one of them. I think that everyone should look out for some form of glassware because everyone asks and it's so important to me because I think, you know, it can make or break an experience. So, um, glassware, I'm doing some merchandise insofar as, you know, some shirts, I have a tote, things like that, um, that are going to be coming out soon. Um, but then, you know, I, I've been asked so many times, do you have a cocktail book? Um, and I don't, and, and that is of course on my dream list. You know, that is something that I'm, I'm working on just on my own right now. So, you know, when it does happen, I'm prepped and ready. Um, so those things, and then two other things is travel, of course, Um, I've, you know, grown up traveling. Um, I'm lucky enough to have that in. So I want to be able to capture, you know, um, travel journeys, travel itineraries, you know, I'll go on a girl's trip somewhere and I try to find the best bars. So I'm, I'm making cocktail itineraries, you know, so you can, you know, when you go onto my lifestyle page on my website that I'm going to have the best bars in this city that you can go and visit. Um, so that's, that's something that I really want to start doing as well, along with the, you know, distillery stories, or, you know, I would love to go to Oaxaca and learn about Mescal and how they, you know, make it and show that story. So travel is another thing on my list. 
Um, and then it's funny, you know, I would love to make a gin because gin is my favorite spirit, but I think before that's like a five year, that's a five year goal, maybe 10. Um, you know, the really fun thing that I know I can do now is simple syrups as simple as that sounds. Um, you know, I think that simple syrups are a great way to elevate a cocktail. Um, and so that is, that is some of the things that are, I've been thinking about that I want to, you know, kind of see what happens um, and just grow Join Jewels to be this place where there's something for everyone. Well, that's great. Um, we're so excited to, to see what you come up with. And um, we're just, again, very thankful that you were, you know, open to sharing your story with us and your insights and uh, taking the time today. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I said, I can talk so much. So I, if we went over, if I talk too much, that's just, that's just, you know, what you get. (laughs) No, but thank you. And um, yeah, join Jules. There's going to be a lot of things coming. So just, you know, stay tuned and have a cocktail. (laughs) Sounds good. We will. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. That wraps up today's episode of Eat, Drink, Social. Thanks for listening. If you have a story to share or know somebody that does, feel free to reach out to us.